Hey, you guys, you are now listening to In a Nutshell podcast with Morgan Alexis. How are you? I hope you're doing well. Um, welcome. <laughs> welcome. Welcome. Uh, shout out to my YouTube viewership. You see, I'm wearing something other than black. I was like, you know what? Let me just switch it up. Switch it up for you guys. Shout out to our audio listenership. Um, thank you for listening. And just a promo real quick. If you are new here, my name is Morgan Alexis. I've been podcasting for six years straight. Um, we took a couple breaks, but for the most part, we've never taken longer than a month. So six years straight. Um, thank you for listening. Been podcasting. I have, a, I have another podcast called Uncut Podcast, which features myself, Maurice Anthony, and A. Shaw. Um, we talk about trending topics, black American culture, um, black news, and hip-hop. Hip-hop is a big thing for us. We recently hosted our first hip-hop festival um, in town, in our local city, um, called Uncut Fest. We did that in August. If you want to check out the footage from that, go to our All Things Uncut YouTube channel and check out all the short-form content from that. Um, a longer video is coming, by the way. I know it's been a few months, but I'm working on a longer video because um, I have the three-minute three minute video that's out that gives you just pretty much a rundown of how everything went. Um, but a longer-form video is coming for the long-form content and where you're watching this at, um, which if you are, please subscribe to Uncut Podcast on YouTube. Um, again, features myself, A. Shaw, who's an amazing, talented lyricist. Also with Maurice Anthony, who's also an amazing, talented amazingly talented lyricist as well so go check that out um also every friday i drop a hip-hop segment called morgan's hip-hop minute it is on available on our all things uncut um youtube channel where i talk short form about you know anything anything in the hip-hop realm um usually about two minutes or less about you know hip-hop news in the media that happened that week and what's baking in the cookie store also if you don't know what the cookie store is i know a lot of promos happening we're gonna get into the today's topic i promise you but i gotta get this off with people that have never um listened to me or clicked play the cookie store is a record label um headed by maurice anthony again who is a host on our show and an amazing amazingly talented lyricist i'm gonna say that five times in a row i promise um and it features artists called artists named June MP3, who's an awesome, awesome talent, young talent. I think he's only 16 years old. Um, Paris Jane, amazing, amazing voice. Keo, amazing voice, amazing talent. Um, a Shaw, which y'all should tap in. He has a song called Count Me In Out. It's amazing. It's a hit record. It's a hit. It's a fucking hit. And I ain't just saying that because it's my boy. I'm saying it because that's real. The song is fire. So go check that out um, on all streaming platforms. Um, and Brown. Brown is the collective of female R&B artists. Um, and not just even just R&B, just female artists together. Um, features Keo um Paris Jane and myself when I get get my shit together so <laughs> go check out the cookie store they have a Facebook page which I will link in the description um Instagram which I will also link in the description and a SoundCloud so be ready to check that out and and Twitter everywhere 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 we cook we everywhere <laughs> okay so enough of all the promo stuff had to get that out of the way let's get into today's topic which is anxiety now I want to say that I um have clinical depression have been diagnosed all that um and I also have been diagnosed with anxiety um I'm not gonna get into the deep part of that but I'm gonna get into how anxiety has been affecting me lately so a little backstory um my mom 
died of breast cancer it's breast cancer awareness month that's another reason why i'm wearing this shirt it's a little it's a little like i said it's not all pink but it's a little pink um but anyway my mom died of breast cancer that journey um mind you we found out a ye- 11 months before she actually passed so it wasn't a super long time um we didn't even know that it was killing we'll get into that later <laughs> we'll get into that later um but i bring that marker up because that's when i feel like my anxiety really started and or when it came to a head, I feel like I had like small versions of anxiety, you know, throughout my life, but nothing as serious as to when this started happening. So when my mom got sick, um, it was a lot of back and forth. And I'm, I'm sure if you've been listening for a long time, you've heard this story before, but I'm gonna say it again for the new listeners. Um, it was a lot of back and forth. It was a lot of, a lot of she's good. It was like, she's not good. It was a lot of um, the medicine is working. The chemo is working. The chemo is not working. It's a lot. It was a lot of... Um, you know, she's cleared of in cancer in this area. Oh, I see a spot. Yes, she has to do radiation. Oh, she's healthy. She's good. It was a lot of that. And that caused me to spiral with my anxiety because I never could feel like I was getting on solid ground. I never could feel like I can, you know, comfortably take um, what the doctor was telling me. I never felt comfortable with that just because there was so much back and forth. And those who have had family members that have had cancer, you you have to understand, y'all, y'all know, it's really just not a linear thing, linear thing. It, it's so much up and down. It's so much, so much going on and it could trigger anybody's anxiety. So I felt like my anxiety came to a head during that time. And she passed away in 2019, January 13, 2019. Um, and as much as I've dealt with the grief of things and have, you know, pushed through a lot of my pain, um, that part of it just seems to have stuck. <laughs> the anxiety portion in life has stuck. It affects me so much, even into, into my day to day, as far as how I interact with people. Um, I'm not as social as I used to be. Those who knew me maybe 10 years ago know me as a loud, boisterous social butterfly. Like I could be, I, I, like I could play the back, but that was never really where I thrived. I was very like, you know, hey, how you doing? Blah, 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 blah. Nowadays, if you fast forward from that 10 years ago, um, it takes a lot for me to be social. I prefer to do things by myself. Um, and I feel bad because I feel like, I feel like I, I, people get offended by that or they take that personal. And it's like, it's not you, it's everybody. <laughs> like my social anxiety is like so high. Um, and it comes from just a mistrust of people, a mistrust of people, a mistrust of, you know, are they telling me the truth? Like anxiety plays with your mind. I tweet about this all the time. If you want to follow me on Twitter at the Morgan Alexis, I tweet about this and I delete the tweets. I usually tweet early in the morning, <laughs> this type of mental health stuff. Um, just because Twitter is a different place, <laughs> Twitter will like make fun of the craziest things. It'll it like, and, and you know what? I ain't mentally prepared for that right now. Even in my big age, child, I got feelings <laughs> like in my big age still, like Twitter is just not that place for me, but it's the only place where, you know, I can quickly just pick up my phone. Okay. Boom. boom, boom I'm thinking this, boom, I'm thinking that. And then when it gets to about, because I, I work early in the morning. So when it gets to about 10 a.m., when people are waking up, I'm like, you know what? Let me go back and delete that. Let me go delete that. And now I have a um, creator's profile on there so I can see how many views a tweet got and things like that. So when I see, this got 50 people, 50 people saying this, let me, let me scale it back. That's enough. <laughs> no, nah, but seriously, though, like, anxiety is just a constant mind fuck. 
for lack of better words. My constant mind fuck. Like, it's a constant, like, I feel like my mind is playing tricks on me. I feel like I can't trust my own mind a lot of the times. Like, I'll know something logically isn't what it is, but then if I sit for a second and think long enough, a whole scenario of what it could be takes over, and I'm like, okay, let me let me not. Let me not. Like, I'll give you, I'll give you a very general example. Let's say your significant other told you they went to the grocery store. You're like, okay, they went to the grocery store. They at the grocery store. It takes them a hairpin longer um, to get home than where you, what you think. You're like, well, I mean, when they got to the grocery store, he probably met somebody or, uh, you know, he's probably talking to a friend. And then it's like, oh, you know, but he's at the grocery store, so it could be this woman there. Like, it, <laughs> like that's a very general example. I'm not saying that I've ever, you know, that's ever been me, but it's, it's just to be able to kind of explain it to y'all. It's the same type of thing. Like, it's, it, it's very rare to trust what somebody's telling you for the first, the first time they're telling you. Unless there's somebody that, like, your core group or somebody you know, somebody you trust. Like, it's, it's very difficult to take people at face value because your anxiety is telling you the complete opposite. Like... When it comes to depression, because I, I, I feel like I have more of that that's more prevalent in my life than the actual anxiety. But when it comes to depression, my, my mind wants me to be sad. <laughs> it's hard to explain if you've never experienced it. My mind wants me to be sad. My mind wants me to be negative. My mind wants me to think below all of that. And so it's really hard to get out of that space. Let me give y'all let me tell y'all what's been going on with me this week. So. If you guys have noticed, I have not posted an episode. I want to say at this point, it'll be two weeks. I'm not 100% sure. I'm very consistent, as those who follow me know. Um, I'm posting regularly. Con- I'm posting regular content um, on a regular basis. And the last couple of weeks, I just haven't. Well, I have these bouts. And mind you, I have not been diagnosed in this regard to some this specific thing, which I won't say. Because um, I want to be sensitive to people that actually have it and actually take medication and are actually diagnosed with it. But I will say this: um, this last this last week in particular, I was in what you call a funk, and a funk it makes it sound so light and playful, and uh, I'm just in a funk. It it wasn't light. <laughs> it was not light at all. <laughs> like, and I couldn't tell you what was wrong with me. Like, I didn't want to talk to people I love. I was like, I like retreated within myself I didn't speak to people like I didn't tell people that I love them um not because I didn't love them it's just because I couldn't I didn't have the mental strength to say it like I've had people in my life who love me that'll be like what do you well what do you need what do you need I'm like I don't even know what I need figure out what I need because I don't have the strength to tell you what I need like it was like that I was like down bad and I couldn't tell you why there was no reason why there's no one did anything to me like it was a regular run-of-the-mill week um but I just was feeling like so like deeply low and you know I have those moments every now and then where it just gets to a low point and when I say to a low point it's not and let me just say this trigger warning trigger warning real quick trigger warning with the word I'm about to use um trigger warning so fast forward if you need to because I don't want to trigger you um but it doesn't get to the point of suicidal it doesn't it doesn't get there it doesn't I've never I haven't gotten that low in a very long time um but it does get to a, a borderline place of that area. And it's like, oh, okay, now see, let me give you more backstory real quick. This episode might be a little longer than normal. It might not be in a nutshell. It might be in like a acorn or some shit. <laughs> but um, let me give you some more backstories with that. 
I have a problem with trusting people to um, be able to handle my emotions. And I'll talk to people that, you know, once I finally open up to the people around me, um, they'll be like, oh, well, that thing. I can, and it's like, I don't want to feel like a burden. I don't want to feel like a burden um, with me as an only child. I am an only child, didn't have a lot of friends growing up or a lot of close friends growing up. Um, and in the household, um, without throwing them under the bus, because I love my parents deeply on a deep, deep, deep level. Um, I wasn't allowed the space to be, to speak about my emotionality, to speak about how I'm feeling, basically. Um, and what that taught me as a kid is that what you, you, what you feel is not valid, um, and it don't mean shit. And I didn't realize that's what it was being teaching me until I went throughout life. So I say that to say, my default is to deal with it on my own. Any problems, any issues, any mental games, any anything in life, period. My default is to deal with it on my own. Because there was a time where I didn't have the resources to be able to you know, trust in people because I can, again, I learned at an early age, I can't trust people with my emotions. I can't trust people. I, I, I didn't, I was never provided a safe space. That's the, in a nutshell, <laughs> way to say it. I was never provided a safe space. So the only safe space that I knew growing up was inside of my head. I know that like it was, it was to the point where I didn't even keep a journal anymore. Like I stopped a journal when I was like young, young, but then it got to a space where I realized early age, probably preteen age where I'm like, people could read this and then I'm not safe anymore. It takes away my safe space. So I'm not going to write this down. So literally as a kid, everything I've gone through, every feeling, every emotion, um, was kept inside my head, was kept inside my head. I did not speak it out loud. One thing about me, I internalize, uh, like my go-to is to, to internalize shit. Like, that's why when I talk to my friends and people around me, they trust me because they know that anything they tell me ain't going no fucking way. It is safe. My my brain is a vault. <laughs> it is a vault. It is shut. Like, and, and and I'm like, and I'm and this is like me to my own horn. This is just real shit. I don't trust people enough to tell them somebody else's business versus my own business. So I'm not even going, you know what I'm saying? So I am a vault when it comes to people's secrets and stuff like that. That's what people like about me. Um... And so it's just because of that, a lot of people around me are like the people, my friends and my significant other, like they just, they get so frustrated because they try, it's like pulling teeth to get me to just open up. Um, I have a problem with vulnerability. Um, and so I say all that to say, let me get back to the point. My anxiety and when I go through my bouts, my low moments, I don't reach out to people. I don't talk to people. Like, literally, like, my man, like, my partner, he's, he has to pull it out of me. And I feel so bad because no one in this world is a mind reader. <laughs> no one in this world is a mind reader. You have to open, like, like, you shouldn't expect the people around you, no matter how long they've been around you, to be able to read your mind. <laughs> you need to be able to be an adult and open up and open your mouth and tell people how you how you're feeling um and don't hold it against them if they don't understand it right away or if they don't come to you and be like so what's wrong not everybody's a mind reader guys <laughs> that's the main thing I have learned that's a, one of the biggest lessons I've learned that as an as an adult just because somebody's been around you for a long time just because 
you guys relate on a lot of things. They know you. They know you to your core. Does not mean you don't have to speak up when you're going through something. And that's just something I'm learning even to this day. So aside from that, that is what I deal with when it comes to this mental health shit. And I can get into more detail. Um, I may start doing a Patreon where I get into more detail. So where it's like an acorn. <laughs> Listen, like it, that's besides the point. But I may, I may, I may expound on this because there's a lot more I could say. But for now, this is in a nutshell. We try to keep it cute, keep it short. That's just me riffing and talking. So I love you guys so much. Thank you for listening. Thank you for pressing play because you didn't have to. Um, thank you for sharing what you don't have to, but I would love if you did. <laughs> and check out my other shows, man. Check out my other shows. Um, and there's a lot more fun stuff coming. Recommend this to your mommy, your sister, your granny, your uncle, your auntie, all them. Okay. <laughs> Recommend it. Share it. Like it. Please like this video too, because that helps with the algorithm and all that shit. Um, content creators know what I'm talking about. <laughs> so if you like this, like the video. Um, and just again, check me out on all other platforms. If you want to follow me on social media, it's at the Morgan Alexis on everything. Um, follow my podcast, my main podcast that again features Maurice Anthony and A Shaw, where we talk about a bunch of shit. Um, it's called Uncut Podcast. That's our Instagram handle. Instagram handle on Facebook, like us. Um, it's facebook.com slash uncut pod on um, Twitter. It's the Uncut Podcast. I wish I could have the same name on all fronts, but you know, you know, follow us on TikTok as well at uncut podcast so love you guys like share comment subscribe all that good shit and i will see you on the next one have a good one